Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly, sponsored by Whiskerware Apparel, along with Chuck Davison and Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes, and we have got a good one lined up for you tonight. Uh, we have Carl Morris with us, and we're going to get to Carl and the big cat bait company here in just a minute. Chuck, are you fighting the heat down in Alabama tonight? Oh, yeah, it's cooled off a little bit. It's about in the mid-90s now, but, um, you know, the past few weeks has just been unbearable. So, you know, low and low mid-90s is kind of, um, you know, cool after you get climatized. <laughs> I'm sure that's correct, man. We haven't. Uh, we had a pretty good day here. It was cloudy and rainy all morning. We got a big pecan tree in our backyard. I got a guy trying to to remove for me and it's been so wet that they can't even you know get in to get it done so I'm uh, very uh, be very happy to get that damn thing out of our yard it's just a pain in the butt. Doc how's things in Ohio? Hot, dry, no rain it's uh, but I you, spent the day, but, I spent been, the day on water. <laughs> yeah, can't beat a deal like that. No can't I, beat I, a deal I, was up, like that. I was up on Indian Lake uh, I've got a tournament this weekend with my grandkids, so I went up there to pre-fish, see if I could find some fish. Uh, daggone water temperature is 92.1 degrees, so on this lake. Wow. Yeah, that's Indian Lake up near uh, Bell Fountain, Ohio, so it was hot. I Damn left a bimmy yeah. top. Yeah, I left a bimmy top at home, and uh, that is not the thing to do. Oh, man, it yep. was warm up there. <laughs> you told us that before the show, and I, yeah. I'm thinking that probably will never happen again. No, my my arms are still on fire. <laughs> Don't you take any sunblock? Yeah, but it's it. I mean, that sun was just there was no wind. Yeah. It was dead calm. So, you know, I, I think I told you guys. Um, I have a, a guy that I've been talking to for years online, and. Uh, Mark Davis does Big Water Adventures offshore show on the Outdoor Channel, and uh, Mark has agreed to come on the show when he gets in. He's going to be in on a Monday night, and, and it's good that, to have somebody like that. And he's catfished his whole life until he got involved with this offshore stuff. But the reason that we want to have him on here is because he has had skin cancer caused from sun damage and uh, he is very informative about stuff like that and I just think that will be a good presentation to let everybody know what's going on with that and and uh, get the word out to prevent as many people from having issues with that as, as we can uh, yeah. because if we if you fish you're going to be in the sun you know it's yeah. kind of like sooner or later you're going to be in the rain and, and you know that's just how it works but the sun does so much damage and people don't take care of themselves I think they do a little better now than they used to in the old days but still if if, uh, if he can pass on some tips and hints and stuff to us because like I say he's been through all the things and he goes and has himself checked all the time so I just think it would make us for a good show Carl Morris, how are you doing tonight, sir? Not too bad, Lyle. How about yourself? Oh, we're going to make it, I think. We're going to make it. How's business? Uh, business is good. Uh, good time of year for selling some skipjack, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, we, we've, uh, I've noticed that, that you guys are really doing good with the with the skipjack bait, and, and uh, let's face it, that's probably the number one bait that people go after 
uh, year after year after year to catch fish, and it's not the only thing that catches fish, and sometimes some other stuff maybe work a little better, but it's something that seems like always produces. It does. It's it's one of the favorite baits out there on the market. But uh, as you said, uh, it doesn't catch everything all the time. Um, you know, we also do shad because shad is a uh, big thing in the spring, at least up in Ohio. I'm sure Doc can tell you about that a little bit. Uh, you know, shad on the Ohio <laughs> River earlier in the year uh, usually outproduces skipjack, at least in my mind, anyways. Yep, I agree with you there. It does here too. You know, when the water's cold. Uh, I take it just in case I don't have any bait, but uh, usually I'm going for fresh shad. And, uh, this just seems to work better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We agree. Well, we've already started getting stuff in the chat box, uh, Carl. Jerry Dillard wants to know if you can ship to Texas. <clears throat> now, we don't. We do not mail ship bait. The, the big reason we don't mail ship uh, mail ship bait is just the fact that we've had issues with it. Uh, you know, we we are really big on the quality, and you know, we put our name behind the product. And unfortunately, once it gets out of our hands and gets in the hand of some of the shipping companies, they don't always get it to where they say they're going to get it on time. And then you got a problem with the bait being thawed, um, which just compromises the quality to us. And that's just, um, you know, it's a market we chose not to be involved in just because of the quality. And that's, you know, I mean, you, you look at what's out there on the market, there's a lot of bait out there. Um, a lot of guys do it, and a lot of guys do it really well. But uh, we've, we've tried to figure out a process to produce the best frozen quality bait that we can because at the end of the day, you know, fishermen only got so much time. And the worst thing there is is you, you plan a trip on the weekend, you go head out, and you crack open some bait, and you, you it's hard to tell when it's frozen if it's real good or not until you open it up. And uh, you open it up, you're out there on a Saturday, and you realize you just don't have the right stuff to go after the catfish that you're looking for, and uh, it just kind of ruins the weekend. So you know, it's something that we really strive hard with. But, uh, no, we've had a lot of questions about mail shipping bait. It's just, you know, unfortunately a market we choose not to be in, but we do truck deliver bait all across the United States. Um, you know, we truck deliver loads that are frozen to guys. You know, a lot of guys kind of like, you know, maybe the gentleman in Texas, they get three or four buddies together and, you know, can afford to get a load, which is, you know, a lot better price than what you get at most of the bait stores. Cool. Good deal. Um, Ricky Poole would like to know what's your transporting radius? Um, pretty much, uh, I'll say Midwest. I mean, we've been out as far as uh, outer, outer side of Kansas City, and we've been all the way over down to Florida, all the way up to New York City at this point in time. So, you know, I, I'll say Midwest, you know, if the uh, load is worthwhile, we'll, we'll take it just about anywhere. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, if you guys get a, enough people in the area that's wanting them to where you can make a, a trip, to cover them, that, that helps a great deal, doesn't it, Carl? Yeah, that's what we've told a lot of guys because, you know, most of the time we need about an average of 500 skipjack to put the truck on the road. Well, you know, most individual fishermen, you know, me myself, I go through 500 in a year, so it's not a big deal, oh, but, uh, you yeah. know, with the amount of fishing that I do, but uh, the average angler, you know, doesn't go through that much. They go through 100, 150 throughout the course of a season. So, you know, what we've been able to do in a lot of the markets, you know, we'll get calls from three or four different guys. We'll package those guys together to be able to make a load to them, or, you know, sometimes they do it themselves, and they just get their friends and buddies and, you know, call them, make an order. You know, we've got several groups um scattered out throughout the United States that we've been working with, you know, throughout the year, doing just that. Awesome. Awesome. 
That sounds good. Uh, Cliff Miller says that some guys just received an order a few weeks ago, and, and he can say the operation is top-notch and the bait was great. Well, I have to agree because I have some of it, and uh, uh, it's... I don't believe that even the ones that I catch and put up is, is as good as what you do. And some of that may pertain to that, that uh, sealer unit you have because it's just amazing. I've seen it down to Catfish Conference, and I was impressed with that baby. I tell you, that's, you know, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, you know, the, first, you've got to care for the bait properly when you catch it. That's where I'd say, you know, 95% of the things go wrong is, you know, it's how it's handled when it's caught. Um, you know, we've we've got a process we've been working on for a while um, that we think works pretty good, and, and uh, you know, it's got some pretty good results this year, and we've got a lot of good feedback from guys, um, and the way the guys handle the bait, and then, of course, you know, like you said, that chamber sealer is, is, a, is a big unit, uh, a big part of the process. We figured out, you know, I won't tell you all the tricks, but uh, we, we figured out a couple little tricks, you know, to... Uh, you're doing this this year that's, uh, you know, it really made debate. Um, I, I had a gentleman this morning I was talking to. It was kind of funny. Um, he got some bait on Saturday and um, went out and fished with it. He said, man, he said, if I'd unthawed that in warm water, I was afraid it was going to swim away. <laughs> he was so pleased with the quality of it. Um, you know, and it's that chamber sealer, um, you know, like you said, you saw it down there at the Catfish Conference. That thing is, uh, it's worth every dollar that we spend on it, um, mm -hmm. you know, probably and more. Um, and it just, it's the quality product that it puts out. And uh, so far, you know, not many people have been able to match, you know, that quality. I'm sure somebody will figure it out. But, uh, you know, we've got a couple little tricks, like I said, in handling the bait that's helped out a lot. And then, you know, it's just getting it frozen timely. You know, a lot of guys leave that bait set out too long during the day. We try to run it in loads. Um, so the guys will do, you know, some fishing in the morning. We get that bait packed up, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning. It's in a blast freezer frozen by lunchtime. Um, you know, and that's one big key to success is just, you know, keep you keep that bait out of the water too long, and it just it starts deteriorating on you. So, um, you know, just little, little things like that make a huge difference in uh, getting it packaged, getting it frozen, and then how you handle it and transport it and things of that nature. Um, just, you know, all that into one makes a good quality product. Yep, so that's what you got to have to be successful. Well, Chuck, are you ready for him? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All um, right, how you, how, how you doing, Carl? Not too bad, Chuck. How about yourself? Oh, man, couldn't get no better. Um, <laughs> it's burning up down there in Alabama, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, man, it's it's a scorcher. You know, I, no, was, I, I was all about moving down here, you know, staying down here. Um, and, you know, I, I think I could have handled getting a little bit further north. Don't come as far north as me and Doc. Then you got to deal with the snow. <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, you know, probably around the Tennessee River would be far enough for me. That'd be a good there start. There you go. They call that. They don't call that north, man. That's north to me. That's North Alabama. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I was talking to David. I was talking to David Arrington today, and he said he for me to tell you thanks about getting their delivery to you. Follow last week so fast. Uh, David called them on Tuesday morning um, after a few of them had already started trying to get bait uh, up for the uh, the the Big Cat Quest you follow event, um, and, and they they all said let's make an order, and then it showed up Thursday, uh, 600 skipjack fresh, ready to go. Um, 
but you know the the event fell through so you know now they got some skipjack to mess around with but the bait guy didn't fall through so everything was good yeah no i've uh, i met david uh you know a while back we we'd went down and fish a tournament in columbus georgia um it was actually the one we won our first angler of the year award on um and i know david uh we was actually just talking about it uh, last week when we brought the bait up he's still still after that fishing spot that uh, we had down there uh, during that tournament he says he's just amazed because we still out of all the tournaments they had we turned in the highest weight uh in all their tournaments they ever had so he's uh he's been hot after that fishing spot so i shared a few uh few gps coordinates with him so he could get to it awesome. <laughs> but uh no those guys called up and uh, i know uh, you know they tried a few other sources um to get some bait and uh you know david called me up he said man i know it's short notice you know what can we do and uh you know we 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 worked when the tournament did fall through, but I know they did go out and catch some nice fish Saturday night anyways, even though it wasn't a tournament. They threw one together themselves and had a good time, so um, I know some good fish got caught anyways. Oh, yes, yeah, right. Uh, how many employees do y'all do have working now? Um, we average about four to five. Um, you know, we've got a part-time guy that helps us out once in a while. But uh, when you got me, you got Keith, you got Sean, you got Amanda, and we got a few other people that uh, participate with us as needed um, when when times get tough and we need a little extra bodies to help us out. So um, it's something that uh, you know we started out. We didn't really didn't really anticipate it. You know, getting this big this quick. Um, you know, it, it was something, there's always been a challenge getting bait. You know, I've fished tournaments for a long time and, uh, you know, I've always chased bait and I've always, uh, you know, Keith Moses, who I'm, you know, partners with in this business, um, used to always buy bait from him and Tyler. Um, you know, I made the decision years ago that it was worth the investment to buy the bait to give me the time to be able to go out and, you know, scan, pre-fish or, you know, whatever it may be. Because um, when I looked at the math, you know, by the time I drove down to Kentucky Dam or I drove down to Wheeler or wherever it was, Cordell Hall, to get my bait, by the time I figured up my time, my gas money and everything else, heck, I usually had more invested in it than I did if I had just bought it. So I'd made the decision a long time ago to buy bait. And, uh, you know, it's just it's always been a challenge. It's one of those things at tournaments that guys, you know, you got a lot of new guys getting involved in the sport. Um, that you know, especially up here and around our region, um, they just don't have access to you know skipjack very often. The Ohio River just don't it. It's it's always up and running in the spring, and you just never can you know, consistently count on being able to go get bait there. So most time, you know, anybody from around this neck of the woods, we got to drive three four hundred miles to find a skipjack. Right. Um, so. We kind of decided we would start, you know, doing some things with it, and uh, it just got a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger, and it's, you know, it's growing every day now. So it's just something we've seen a real need for, and decided we would try to help fill that need this year. Awesome. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I started off um, when I got out of the army working at a chicken plant. Uh, that's where I got a lot of my maintenance experience. So. I was in further processing, and we had a ton of vacuum sealers. Um, we called them CO2 machines because, you know, after they pulled the vacuum down, they would put just a small little blast of CO2 into the bag to make sure that all the oxygen was depleted. Um, but, man, them things, uh, the ones we worked with, they were, you know, uh, really fast, uh, high volume. But... Uh, 
I can imagine that was, you know, 25 years ago. I can imagine the technology out there now. No, the, the technology with that machine we got, I mean, it. it what's nice about it, it, it turns out a consistent product no matter who's using it. And that was one of the big keys. You know, with some of the different vacuum machines that are out there, you know, they were hit and miss on the uh, sealing of the bags, you know, the quality of it, you know, difference between a big vacuum sealer and a chamber sealer is a vacuum sealer sucks. It sucks the air out of the bag, which also pulls on the fish. It pulls that juice out towards the scales. You cut open a, um, you know, a, a skipjack that's been vacuum packed versus one that's been chamber vac packed, you'll see a huge difference in where the blood is in the fish. You look at the blood in a chamber machine, it stays right around the backbone, right where it's supposed to be in there. Um, you look at it in a vacuum machine, a lot of times it pulls it away from there, and it just, you know, that, that stuff falls right out once you throw it in the water. Um, so that's, that's one big thing with that chamber machine. I was showing guys down at the catfish conference, they were amazed. We were sealing up bags of water um, down there, and guys just, you know, thought that was just a cat's meow. You know, they couldn't understand how a vacuum machine could seal up a bag of water and not spill a drop. Uh, but that's the technology with that machine, and that's the big difference. You know, that helps the process with the quality of the skipjack they, and the shad as well, because we do the bag shad, um, and both of them, you know, come out just pretty. Exactly. You know, I I was privileged enough to be able to see the demonstration at the catfish conference, and you know, I I was very amazed with uh, with that equipment, and I think y'all made a great investment when you got that. Um, uh, we we have a I had a guy that just messaged me. He he said, uh, if, "If would you mind uh, sharing the prices, uh, you know, per volume?" Well, the the pri pricing varies by delivery. Look, we have a base price for skipjack picked up in Columbus, Ohio, and Florence, Alabama, and then delivery is you know based on exact location. Um, so pricing varies a little bit, but uh, you know, I mean, to the guy. To going to Kansas City, I mean, there's a heck of a difference in delivery charge there. So we've got a base price that we work off of, and then we have a delivery, which usually averages about, uh, I'll say 50 cents a mile is about the average on a delivery cost um, to get to places. But uh, with that, you know, we're, we're still able to sell Skipjack at a lower cost than most, you know, stores, most wholesale. People can afford. I mean, up here in Ohio, I mean, they're charging anywhere from six ninety nine to eight ninety nine a yeah. pound for a skipjack, and I mean, that's just, I mean, insane. <laughs> um, so yeah. you know, the well, pricing is something. One yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's you know, yeah. we're you figure just give an idea to get out to Kansas City. You know, we're selling fish at two dollars and fifty cents. You know, delivered to Kansas City. Um, you know, so. You know, we we think we found a you know a niche there. You know, when we figured out how to get it, we package a few deliveries together, so it makes it worthwhile to get the truck on the road. But uh, you know, pricing basically you know it varies by location. If the guys want to come pick it up, we got a standard price in Alabama. You can come down there and pick it up for a buck fifty a fish. Um, but you know, delivery after that, you know, all you know is based on final mileage and quantity because we do give quantity breaks on large loads. If you go over five hundred. You know, you get a price break. If you go over a thousand, you get a price break. So it's it's not something I can spit off a price sheet to because it varies. Because we just try to make it you know as reasonable as possible for everybody, and one price doesn't fit all. You know, it's kind of the the, the method we took with it. Okay. Um, 
Are y'all are y'all just mostly getting your uh, skipjack on the the Tennessee River chain, or do y'all go over you know to Mississippi and Cumberland and places like that? See there? Did we lose him? There you are. You're back now. <laughs> I I lost your question there. Sounds like you asked where all do we fish at? Yeah, where where all y'all fishing for the skipjack at? Well, we we try to spread that out a little bit. Uh, one reason for that is we, is we don't want to you know hit one area you know and just keep going there and catching bait. We we catch bait in probably about ten different locations. Um, you know that's spread around from Tennessee River, Cumberland River. Ohio River, um, you know, we, we kind of work, you know, work them all a little bit, but uh, we try not to take too much from one area, um, you know, and then just, just things like fishing the spawn, you know, skipjack are really easy to catch during spawn, but, you know, if you go down there and you catch all the skipjack during spawn, they're not laying eggs and they're not reproducing, you know, skipjack for next year, so, you know, we, we try to be responsible with what we're doing and not, you know, not abuse the resource. So, um, you know, we keep numbers, you know, from every location that we go to. So, you know, we know we, we pulled 800 from this one, 900 from this one, or whatever it may be. Um, we track all that down to the fish. You know, when the guys get in, um, we keep solid records on everything so we can see, you know, exactly where where we've been pulling from. And, you know, if anybody ever asked us, I mean, we've got all that nailed down. But, you know, the reason is, you know, is, you know, we just want to spread it around a little bit and not pull out of you. I mean, be easy to go down to Wilson Dam every day and just pull skipjack. Everybody does that sooner or later. There won't be no skipjack there for everyone. Great, man. I'm glad y'all are being very conservation-minded about this because, you know, I've, I've heard from, you know, DNR guys and stuff about the lifespan. You know, they got short lifespan, so it, it would really be hard to, you know, deplete an area totally, you know, because they would uh, they would come back within a year or two pretty fast, but you know, just being conservative where other guys can come out and get their shares and stuff. Because I've been to places that's been fished heavy, and I could I was still catching skipjack, but I could tell a big difference when when the fishing pressure was very heavy. Well, and, and skipjack is something that you figure in the last, you know, I'll say three to five years has really become even more popular. I mean, it's been, you know, since 15 years ago, it started gaining steam. But uh, as the sport of catfishing is growing, you know, obviously the demand for skipjack has increased as well. Um, so it's, you know, there's a lot of guys out fishing for skipjack on a daily basis. You know, I mean, there's guys scattered all around and, you uh, you know, just like you said, you know, we, we got we all got to be responsible with you know not only skipjack, catfish, all you know the whole whole thing all the way around. But that's just something that me and Keith had talked about, and you know, and decided that you know I'm I'm big into the catfish regulations. Um, you know, I live in Ohio where all the pay lakes are, and I've had the first hand opportunity to see what uh, you know depleting an area of a resource can be. Um, you know, I just fished a tournament last week in one of the uh, pools that's uh, been hit the hardest by commercial catfishing around and uh, you know there were some good fish caught but you know the majority of the you know there's a lot of good teams down there that uh, you know caught a lot of fish but there's just not many big fish running around that pool anymore um, you know and yes skipjack has a uh, quick life cycle they lay a lot of eggs you know each year I mean an average skipjack will lay around a hundred thousand eggs you know but still if, if we all go to the same fishing hole sooner or later there isn't gonna be a lot in there Right. What? What? Their lifespan's like three or four years or something. 
Three to four years is the average, yes. Um, you know, they, I think they call it actually two to four um, because you know they're, they're kind of like shad. They're a popular you know forage fish for uh, you know catfish, striper, and things of that nature. So what's not getting caught is uh, you know getting getting ate up by all the the game fish down there too. So they've they've right. got it coming and going. <laughs> exactly. You know, in the migration, you know. To and being able to get to the ocean back and forth, I really don't understand that concept. But I know when the Coosa River, before it got dammed up, you know, we don't have locks on the Coosa. But the Coosa used to be uh, have skipjack in it. Then when they dammed them up without locks, uh, over the years, the skipjack just totally disappeared. They're still on the Coosa below the lower pool on the Alabama River. Uh, but they, they, they're not up in the uh, coose anymore because by having a complete dam with no lock, it did something with the migration and they just quit producing. Yeah, no, the, the dams, uh, you know, we're fortunate enough on the Tennessee River and Cumberland Rivers to still have the numbers of skipjack because when they started building the dams, that is one thing that actually hurt the population of skipjack for a while. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, fortunately, you know, you leave something somewhere long enough, a lot of times it'll adapt, um, you know. But it's, it's, it's similar, I think, on the Ohio River. I mean, there's just never been, you know, Never been a lot, but there's always been a good amount. But uh, you know, to me, they don't reproduce on the Ohio River like they do on the Cumberland River or like they do on the Tennessee River. Um, right. You know, to tell you that reason, I, I don't know that exact reason why, but uh, you know, that's my opinion, anyways. Yeah, that you see, but by having, you know, somebody, I've been in the locks before, you know, with my my 2D imaging on, and I don't know if it's skipjack that's under me or whatever, but I've seen lots of fish in those locks. And actually, when you get up like below uh, Wilson Dam on Pickwick into the blowhole, um, the way that water comes rushing out of there, you know, blowing your boat up on the rocks if you wasn't ready. And those skipjacks are right back in there. You can catch them right after that water calms down. So, I mean, they, they can, you know, handle about anything. Uh, but I do believe they can, they, they, they lock through. They've got to be able to. And that's what killed the the skips on the Coosa because, you know, there was no there was no transport on the Coosa with barges or anything, so they decided not to do the lock, and so there's there's no way that fish can get up river. Right. So no, yeah, I, totally I agree with that it. concept. Yeah. So you know, if you can if you can go all the way to um, Knoxville and catch skipjack. And that that's a big migration if they're still able to get back and forth to the ocean. I'm not sure about the migration they do, um, but you know it's the the locks have to have something to do with the uh, you know the diversity of them skipjack. Oh, I'm I'm sure they do. I, it's something that uh, you know I, I wasn't as interested in knowing all that information until about a year and a half ago. But I've <laughs> I've been educating myself more and more, you know, on the habits of a skipjack, on the lifespan, the lifestyle, you know, how it works. Um, you know, getting involved in this business, you know, was something like I said. You know, we we didn't anticipate it going, you know, this this fast. But uh, you know, we're enjoying the ride. We're having a good time with it, and uh, I'm learning a lot, educating myself. You know, I, I they always say an old dog can't learn new tricks, but uh, you know, I'm in my mid 40s now, and I'm still learning a lot. <laughs> I heard that Just a baby, any doc? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
is this right here going to slow down your uh, tournament fishing in any way at all? Or are you going to keep on keeping on 100% like you have been? Um, and right now, I have no plans of changing the tournament fishing. Um, that's something that I really enjoy. I have a great time at it. So, um, you know, and most of the time, I, th I think the thing that hurts my tournament fishing, I think now that I supply everybody skipjack, it makes it easy. So I think that hurts it a little bit. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we used to be the guys that would drive six hours, do whatever. You know, there was only used to be a handful of us that would do that. And uh, other guys would be satisfied with whatever they had. But we've, we've made it easier for guys. And so, that's up the level of competition, but uh, no, right at this point, uh, you know, Keith, uh, you know, he, I handle all the sales with the company. Keith handles all the production. Um, so he's the one kind of in the trenches, you know, making sure the guys are, uh, you know, in line, got what we need, got it uh, packaged right, and, you know, he's the one getting the deliveries going. I'm the, I'm the guy doing all the selling and setting everything up and, you know, speaking to everybody. So between the two of us, we, we think we've got the workload split up pretty good. Um, Sean, uh, who you guys probably all know, Sean used to fish with me for a number of years. Um, Sean's actually uh, relocated to Alabama uh, over the winter time, so he's down there to uh, help oversee things. Um, between those three guys and Amanda by my side, uh, I feel like my fishing will still be there, and I, I hope I can still attend as many tournaments as I do now. Awesome. What, what about Jeremy? Y'all got him working on some part-time? <laughs> Jer Jeremy's actually, uh, he's involved. He comes over and helps Kep's, uh, in his spare time. He's going to be involved in the Mississippi Monsters Week. Uh, he'll be there, the Bruce Midkiff tournament that uh, we're doing for Josh Vanover. Um, Jeremy will be involved in that week as well. So we, we dust Jeremy off when we really need to need the big guns help. <laughs> I heard that. Well, it's been great uh, picking your brain. I wish I could pick it about some of them monster catfish, but... We're, we're on a different topic tonight, so I'm going to pass you on to the other guys and let them get at it. Man, it's been great talking to you. Thanks a lot, Chuck. You can call me anytime. Hi, right, man. Hey, Carl. Hey, Doc. How you doing? All right, buddy. Okay, uh, actually, you answered quite a few of my questions when you were talking. Uh, one question I do have is uh, what all do you sell? You sell Skipjack, but what else do you sell? We sell skipjack. We sell shad. Um, they average about 8 to 12 inches. Um, we run them through the same chamber sealer pack as the skipjack are. And we also do shad guts as well. Um, those are the three products we have decided to be involved with. Um, you know, just three of the biggest catfish, you know, products. Right. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of guys forget about channel cats, but uh, shad guts is a, you know, awesome channel cat bait uh, for guys who haven't used it. Um, you know, I use it myself a lot, you know, up here in, you know, Columbus where I'm from, I grew up catching channel cat, you know, that's about all I, all I fished for when I was younger. So, um, you know, when I got turned on to shag guts, you know, I, I was a believer. I used to use chicken liver and all the things like that, but, uh, you, you can't go wrong with a jar of shag guts. It, it stays yeah. on your hook a hundred times better than any chicken liver. The scent that it puts out, I mean, we'll go out and for us to catch 30 or 40 channel cat, you know, in a couple hours is nothing um, yeah. with, with a jar of shag guts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you you answered all the questions that I had. I had a whole list right here, and boy, you were just popping them right <laughs> off. So, must have read my mind. <laughs> so, no, we, you know, we, we just okay. We got uh, we got some uh, chat questions, and Tony Caton wants to know if you ever tried. Uh, 
the the deal like Omaha Steaks deliver their stuff in with styrofoam and dry ice. Uh, that's pretty expensive, isn't it? It is, and that's you know again you know kind of like when we we looked at the mail shipping. I mean, y you can do anything that you want. You know, yes, can I figure out how to mail ship a skipjack to somebody and keep it you know frozen? Yeah, depending on what they want to pay for it. You know that that's the question. Um, you know, with the cost of the box, the dry ice and things, and then the shipping cost. You know, you turn that skipjack into a five, six, seven dollar fish all of a sudden by doing that. Um, you know, and it's just a, an area we chose. You know, again, we we don't have control over the final result. Um, you know, and yes, you know, I I know those you know things are out there that you can you know. I somebody else had mentioned the uh, same thing to me about the Omaha steaks, and uh, you know, it, it's something that yes, we looked into, but uh, just with the cost involved. Um, we, we decided it just wasn't for us. Um, you know, I know there's some guys that do it. Um, you know, and I've been on the receiving end of some of that bait at points and times. And uh, you know, it just it's too much risk for us. We we want to stand behind the product that we provide, and we can't do that if we're sending it on a plane, on a truck, or wherever else outside of our control. And then, like I said, just the cost involved you know makes it pretty pricey. And it's just you know that's the end of the market. We just we decided not to get involved in. That makes sense to me. Uh, just as a side note here, there's some guys talking in chat, and Bill Reno's out in Arizona. He said their tournament last weekend, 117 degrees. So I guess all our bitching is worthless compared to what he's dealing with. Lost your while. I say uh, Bill Reno said it was 100. They had a tournament in Arizona last weekend. It was 117 degrees. Hey, honey. Mm. He must be having some uh, cord issues or something. Are you Amanda. there, Carl? I can hear him, but he must not be able to hear me. I have no sound. No sound. All right. Uh, while we're waiting on that, I'll, I'll let everybody know. Uh, uh, Carl, get this. That can you hear me, Lyle? Mind. I can't hear nobody. Yes. yes, I can hear you fine. Yep. Next week on the show, we'll have Dan, Dan, Dan Mueller. Uh, he's coming out with a Catfish Now online magazine. Uh, he has been doing these. Uh, Crappie Now magazine for several years, and I visited with him on the phone. Very unique man. He's very up to speed on what it takes to do these and, and do them right, and uh, we're pretty excited about this. Uh, we, we heard about him, and I got a hold of him, and we talked on the phone, and like I say, this is going to be something that, that uh, I think is going to be good for all of us, and, and uh, uh We'll make it work to where it will be good. So he's going to tell us how that magazine deal will work out. And uh, I think it will be, be very interesting. Did you make it back, Carl? Excuse me. Must not have. Uh, and then uh, the 29th of August, we're going to have uh, George Young Jr. is going to be on the show with us. And we will be talking about the Mississippi River Monsters Tournament that's coming up. Guys, we talked about this before the show started. 
most people I don't think realize that that Mississippi River Monster Tournament is just over a month away. Yeah, right around the corner. It'll be honest for you know it, Chuck. Are you ready? No, I don't have no volume on you, dude. <laughs> I'm ready, man. It's it's unbelievable. It's um, it just sneaks up on you so fast, and you're like, God, am I gonna be ready? You know, um, I've just got so much going on. I want so much. I want to get done before I leave, and. I hope I'm able to, but yeah, man, it's just flying right up on us bad. It is, and, and you know, we're all excited about that, and, and we're going to be down there for a week, and we're going to do, uh, I know you're not going to be there on the Monday, are you, Chuck, uh, before the tournament? Uh, well, I don't have a room scheduled for then, but um, I'm, I'm thinking that I may can get down there that day. I'm not really for oh, sure. Oh, that'd be great. We're going to be doing a live show out of there. Uh, it's a peer bid, so anybody that's down there on Monday night and Thursday night, and the reason we picked Thursday night over Friday is because we need to, you know, all of us are fishing the tournament, so we got to have time to go out and pre-fish and, and do all that stuff too, but right. uh, Thursday, uh, Friday night is the captain's meeting and all the stuff going on, so we want to make, we want to do the show on Monday night, and, and we'll be down there at the pyramid on Monday, and we'll be down there uh, quite a bit of the time Thursday, so anybody that's down in Memphis that wants to come in and jump in on the show with us, it'd be awesome to have you. Uh, we're going to get everything set up, and we're going to have a really fun time down there. Uh, Bill's dance is liable to jump in there. George Young, I know he'll bounce in and out of there. Might even see O'Aaron Wheatley, and there's there's something else. Uh, uh, the, uh, one just about a month after the Mississippi River Monsters, we got Monsters on in Ohio coming right in, falling behind it. And it's going to be a really busy couple of months for us. Yeah. Did you get things lined out there, uh, Carl? Yeah, yeah. I had a, uh, I lost sound there for a minute, but I'm back. All right, all right. Um, Scott Woody would like to know how much for a hundred in Florence. A hundred in Florence, or a buck fifty a piece picked up in Florence. Just have to give me a call, make arrangements, and we get him set up. That's pretty. That's pretty reasonable. I'll tell you right now. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what Jason. Jason says, "Do you believe the location of where bait is caught affects the ability to catch fish from other bodies of water?" Um, if I understood the question right, if catching bait out of a different body of water and, and, and fishing it somewhere else, can you say that again? He says, do you believe the location of where bait is caught affects its ability to catch fish from another body of water? No, I do not, uh, you know, because I've got firsthand experience that I can tell you that I've caught bait out of the Tennessee River, took it to the Mississippi River, took it to the Ohio River, you know, caught bait out of Cumberland, took it to Tennessee, you know, vice versa. I've caught bait out of all different rivers and caught, you know, good fish in different rivers, different lakes all around. So, no, I, I don't think that has an effect on it at all. So I'd say I'd pretty much just about just about guarantee it with the uh, success that we have, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of our bait is you know going to different bodies of water, and uh, you know we're going to actually be putting up a, a little bragging board on our Facebook page because we've gotten a boatload of guys that have sent us some big fish pictures that they've caught, and, um, so we want to get them posted for guys. So no, I don't think so. Yeah, I I don't think so either. Uh, you know there there may be some. 
uh, kinds of bait fish that is used that might make a big difference, but uh, nothing nothing that I know of. You know, shad will catch uh, fish in, in the wintertime when the water's cooler, just about as good one place as it will the next. I mean, we've caught them out of lakes and caught them on the river. We've had them, caught them on the river and took them to lakes and, and done all right. And, uh, you know, I know I just got a message that said one guy only uses local bait, and that's great. If you have the time to go chase it uh, and, and the energy and what it takes to do that, and that's what you want to do, if it's working for you, I'd never change it. You know, I really wouldn't. Uh, a, a lot of catching fish is what you believe in. If you believe in it, it's going to work. I'm convinced of that. And I agree with that analogy, Lyle. I mean, a lot of it uh, is the confidence in what you're using. I mean, if you've got confidence in it, you, you go into it with your head up, you know, a lot of times you do better. I mean, a lot of it's all in your mind. You know, um, you know you got, got to go in there, and if you believe something that, you know, I mean, I, I got a lucky shirt, Lyle, that's got holes in it. I believe it helps me catch fish, too. But uh, <laughs> I wear it at every tournament. So, I would, uh, too, if I was catching fish. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I think everybody's got their own opinion. And, uh, you know, I agree with yours. If it's working for him, you know, by all means, keep doing it. Have you ever left that? Have you ever left that shirt at home and uh, and seen that it, it was the shirt? <laughs> uh, no, I can't say that I've left it at home. Uh, I, Amanda actually takes good care of me. She knows that uh, that shirt's got to go everywhere with me, so it it's in the bag right now. It comes out of the bag, and she actually washes it and puts it right back in there, so she never forgets it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, no, I heard you guys yeah. talking. Go ahead, Carl. I heard you guys talking about the Mississippi Monsters when I joined back in. Uh, it sounds like you guys are going to be down there doing some shows. We're going to do too. It'd be great to have you and, and some of your guys that work for you, or or, or you and Amanda, or however, who all is going to be there? Stop in and visit with us. That'd be awesome to have you guys on the show with us down there live. Well, good, Neil. We'll, we'll definitely try to do that. We'll be set up uh, down there at the Bass Pro Pyramid ourselves uh, Wednesday through Friday. We're going to have a, a location there. George is getting everybody set up in, so we'll have a booth uh, for guys to come pick up bait you know, at the Bass Pro Pyramid. So we'll be running around down there with you, so maybe Thursday night we can catch up with you. That would be great. You know, uh, uh, we'll get down and, and find out how everything's going. Uh, maybe that we can corner you up and you give us some coordinates on where the fish are at. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need all the help we can get. Yeah, boy, we do. That's a fact. I, I can promise you one thing. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I mean, uh, we've all been foaming at the mouth since this tournament was announced over a year ago or about a year ago, and it's going to be a blast. It is one we're looking forward to. Not not only you know for big cat bait, but uh, myself and Keith are fishing it uh, you know down there. So we're looking forward to getting down there. We're going to meet a whole bunch of new people you know through the bait business. We've made a lot of new contacts. You know, especially once we made the announcement, we was going to be doing some bait sales down there. Um, you know, we've managed to talk to probably about the half the tournament field now, um, getting guys set up for bait. Um, you know, so we're looking forward to it. I love fishing the Mississippi River. Myself, um, I've had some real good times. I've had some real bad times on her, though. She can be real mean to you on certain yes, days. But, uh, 
after the run. <laughs> you always respect her. That's that's the big thing. I, a lot of these guys have been talking to me about. Well, you know, I've never fished down there. What do I do? And I tell them, first thing you got to do is respect that river. So if you don't respect it, so I've been I've been uh, fishing no. that river since I was a kid. And if you don't have any respect for, her, she'll bite you. And if you do have, you'll get along just fine. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And don't play chicken with the barges because you're going to lose. You're going to lose. That's a fact. Yeah. Yep. No. Get out of their way. Stay out of their way, and you'll be yeah. all right. So. so when they blow that horn, they're not just doing it for uh, craps and giggles. They're doing it for a reason. And if they blow that horn, you best be having your stuff pulled up and be getting on out the yeah. way. Or leave no, it down and just take of- off. <laughs> Yeah, I was telling a lot of guys they need need to make sure they have a radio with them. A lot of these guys that fish lakes, you know, don't carry radios um, out there. I told them, you know, they they need to make sure they get a radio out there so they can keep up with the communication. I know I talk back and forth with the barges once in a while. You know, they'll you, you'll all be out there working. We're fishing by the grain bin or something. Uh, you know, they'll just you know they're nice enough to tell us what's getting ready to go on. So you know, just stay out of their way and work with them, and everything will be all right. That's exactly right. Now uh, there is an app. I don't know how many people know about it. Calvin Myers put it on uh, line here the other day, and it's an app. Uh, and if I find it here, it's called Find Fish. And you can download that on your phone and punch in the – it'll come up as a map of the United States, and you just keep enlarging until you get the area you're in, and it'll show you every barge on that section of water, how far they are, if they're locked, if they're waiting at dams to lock through, whatever the case may be. It, it goes so far as if you touch on that boat image, it'll tell you the name of those barges. Uh, it's an amazing app. I'm not real big on using phone stuff. Uh, my age is kind of hard to, to do, but uh, – that works very simply. It's easy to download, and it's a free deal, and, and I love it because, you know, we got we got dams up here every, anywhere from uh, 8 or 10, 12 miles to 25 and 30 from one spot to the next dam, and, and uh, if you lock through and you're worried about getting locked through the way in, you can, you can tell if they're coming up there, you better get on locked through and, and be done with it. And if there's nothing in the way, you can fish a, you know, a little while longer trying to put another fish in the boat in the area that you're, that you're working. But if they start getting close, you better get your butt on back through there. You won't get stuck and you don't get away no fish. <laughs> we, uh, uh, Bill Reno says, uh, you guys talk about areas that have no skips anymore. Uh, are you successful using frozen skipjack in those areas? Well, before I let Carl answer that question, I'm going to tell you right now that I've had fresh skipjack, and to be honest, I can't see a whole... Now, I know there's got to be some difference between fresh caught and frozen, but very little. Uh, If skipjack is taken care of and preserved correctly, I catch just about as many on frozen as I do on the other stuff. And, yeah, he, and I agree. He he mean, he means uh, does uh, are you successful using skipjack on bodies of water that used to have skipjack, but they no longer have skipjack? Like um, mm-hmm. you know, you know that there's no skipjack in those bodies of water anymore. Are you still catching fish with skipjack? I, you know that's hard to say because where I'm at. 
there's places that in part of the year that you don't ever see or find a skipjack. In other parts, there'd be a few in the winter or something like that. But like, we can catch on the Mississippi and Missouri. Uh, I can catch uh, as many fish on skipjack just about year round as anything else. Yeah, on the on the Coosa River, um, you know, if I'm anchored down and, and I got a nice spread throat out with a skipjack laying on the bottom, really don't do too well. But if if that skipjack is being uh, vertical drifted or or dragged, it seems like it it does draw a great reaction bite from larger trophy catfish. Um, there's something about it that they can't turn down, and I've I've really caught some really nice fish on on skipjack, but they really prefer you know the carps, the suckers, and the other um, you know bait that's you know that lives in the water uh, that you're fishing. What's your uh, take on that, Carl? Um, I I think that um, you know any given bait on any given day can do well. Um, you know, give you an idea. We went out and we fished the Delaware River. Um, it was a Cabela's tournament early this year. We went out there, you know, not knowing what kind of bait was out there. We heard anything from mackerel to this to that. You know, these these guys were using. Well, I had skipjack in my freezer, so I took skipjack out to do some pre-fishing with. And we went out there. It was a, a, a mainly a channel cat uh, fishery. Um, we threw skipjack out there. We caught 42 fish um, during the tournament wow. um, out there. Pulled into weigh in, and uh, guys are you know all over us. What are you using? You know, and I said we use skipjack, and they kind of looked at me like I was crazy and said, "Whoa, what's that?" You know, <laughs> and we showed them what it was, and uh, you know they're like, "Wow, we've never even heard of it out here." And I said, "Well, I, I would assume there's got to be some skipjack running around out there." I mean, it's you know. Skipjack started as a saltwater fish, so I'm assuming there's some there. They said they've never, ever caught one. But uh, we went out there, and we took second place in the tournament uh, on frozen skipjack in an area that nobody fishes it. Um, I use skipjack around here on the local lakes where I know there's no skipjack, you know, in there. Um, you know, local lakes, Mosquito Lake, um, Alum Creek, and, you know, and I, I catch the dog out of some channel cats yeah. with them. Um, so, you know, I, I, I can't tell you that, you know, I, I know all the areas that there's no skipjack, but, uh, I think my opinion would be if there was there before, then you'll probably do just fine with it. So, yeah, if it's bloody, they're going to hit it. I know I, this weekend, I'll, that's what I'll be using when I'm fishing with my grandkids. I'll have skipjack. I'll have, hopefully I'll have shad, but, uh, the skipjack, if it, you know, you cut it up that. If it bleeds, they're going to hit it. Yep. Okay. So uh, you're going to be down there. What what days did you say you was going to be at the Mississippi River Monsters? Uh, right now, we're, we've got deliveries scheduled uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We'll be over at the Bass Pro Pyramid from 5 to 8 p.m. each night. The uh, plan is to have the fish uh, arrive there about 4.30 and give anglers about three hours to be able to cycle through, get their bait in the evening you know, so we don't mess up anybody's fishing day. Um, but uh, that's, the, that's the plan as of now, and we've got a few guys we're – um, coming down and actually meeting us over the weekend that's coming in early. We may actually add another day. Um, we've had quite a few guys, uh, with it being Labor Day weekend, planning on spending the whole week down there. And 
um, looking for a Monday or a Tuesday delivery, and uh, you know if we get enough interest, we'll do that as well. Um, you know, a lot of guys are wanting some frozen bait, you know, to go pre-fish with during the week. Um, so we'll do everything we can to help them out. Okay, so uh, th there was a rumor that you wasn't taking any more orders. That's not true, then. Um, right now, the, the rumor is somewhat true. We are booked on Friday fresh bait. We are booked on Thursday fresh bait. Um, we still have room for fresh bait to be um, caught on Wednesday, and we have plenty of room for frozen bait to be delivered. Um, but uh, we're, you know, trying to be responsible, book a number that we think, you know, we can reasonably provide to guys, um, which we're looking at about, uh, you know, a fairly big order at this point in time to take care of everybody. So you know we're trying to be responsible um, and do everything we can for guys. So but frozen right. bait, they can still order, still order all the frozen bait that uh, they want. But uh, like I said, Thursday and Friday fresh bait right now we are sold out unless somebody cancels. And then there's a waiting list um, on those days already where guys have put in their names. Um, well, if somebody cancels, can I get Friday? Can I get Thursday? So we've got quite the intricate little order system built here to try to track all this <laughs> well now if if Chuck's name is at the top of that list of people canceling uh, don't let him call you up and say I canceled my order <laughs> so he can get it. I, I won't let him do that. I won't let him do that. <laughs> uh, you know, if Chuck wanted them, I'd give them to him. You know, he wouldn't have to do that. But I just I just thought you'd get a bang out of that. Uh, we're actually really excited about this whole tournament and, and getting down there and, and being with you guys and you know I, I forgot the guy and I know you went through all the names of people but I forgot the gentleman that we picked the bait up from down in St. Louis that day uh, that was Sean Sean Sean. So. And I want to tell you and I did tell you I called you and told you but that guy was as helpful and friendly and nice to do business with as anybody I ever been around and, and I know that everybody that's affiliated with, with that business is going to be the same way, but he went out of his way uh, to, to help us and get those baits out of there. And, uh, you know, we had we had ordered a certain amount, and he said that Ryan Casey was wanting more. And I said, well, i tell you what, I don't have the way to keep that many froze till I get home, so you just let Ryan have them. He says, that's not a problem. He said, anybody that didn't want theirs, he'd take them. So, you know, he went out of his way to, to make things work out for us. No, Sean. Sean's a good guy. I mean, you know, the people, everybody knows Sean has been around the tournament. Sean is a—he's he, a happy guy. He's always got a smile on his face, and uh, you know, he likes to joke, likes to play, but he make, keeps things interesting. And uh, you know, as you've called, I've got a number of people that have called and had the same sentiments about Sean. I, I can't say enough about the job he's doing because he represents us out there on the road. Um, you know, taking care of people. He's going to people's houses. He's going to these businesses, you know, and he's a, you know, I, a lot of times I get to talk to these people on the phone. I don't get to meet them. Sean's a true representation of our company, and, you know, that's what we told him, and uh, he's he's taken that to heart, and he does a great job with it. So I can't thank him enough for what he does. Oh, absolutely. You know, we was down there and, and uh, waiting. Of course, we left early to make sure we could find the place we were supposed to meet him at, and he had some trouble at a blowout and had to get a tire fixed on the way to us, and he called us up and said, hey, I'm getting a tire fixed. I had a blowout, and it's going to be such and such time before I get there. And most people would just leave you hanging, wouldn't tell you. But he, like I say, everything affiliated with him was just absolutely 
to the T of the way it should have been. I was very happy with every every deal and part of the deal that, that we had to do. So, uh, Carl, you need to, uh, one thing, you need to tell everybody uh, how they can get in touch with you guys and let 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 you know if they need bait for this tournament uh, and any other time. Uh, and then if you would, you or Amanda, uh, share that information on Catfish Weekly uh, Facebook page so people can can get it and uh, uh, find out how to get a hold of you. That way we'll know because uh, there's a lot of guys that know about you, but maybe they do and maybe they don't know how to get a hold of you. Just make it easier maybe to help you and help them and everybody be happy. Well, everybody uh, reach us <laughs> at Facebook, of course. we got a Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook page, Big Cat Bait. Um, you know, a lot of guys uh, utilize that to leave messages and ask questions. Um, or the on that page is also my num phone number. My phone number is six one four five five four five 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 six. Again, that is on the Facebook page as well. So guys can feel free to call me anytime. Um, you know, drop us a message. We also have the email um, at bigcatbait dot com um, that they can reach us at. Um, so it's all listed on that Facebook page, and I'll get that loaded up for you um, on your page. So that way, anybody needs to reach us and get a hold of us. That'd be great. I think you know. I don't know how much it'll help, but. Uh, if somebody doesn't have any bait and they need to get a hold of you, that'd be a great way to do it. Uh, Cindy just wrote a note on the chat. Said he even loaded them in our coolers, which he did. But uh, I, well, she wasn't going to handle them anyhow. But you know, I'd had some problems with my shoulder and and been to the doctor or something, and he says, "Hell, I'll just take care." And boy, he did. I mean, very very pleased with the with the whole situation. But, so. Uh, we're going to get down there to that tournament, and, and uh, you're going to get everybody bait, and you're going to have as much fresh bait as you can get, and, but you will still have froze bait for if, if you run out or don't have enough or everybody takes all that you can take down there on ice, you will still have enough froze bait. If somebody needs bait, you can still supply them with that. Is that correct? That is correct. Our goal is, you know, because, I mean, a lot of guys, you know, we've actually had guys that have ordered frozen bait over fresh bait. Uh, you know, you got some guys that believe in the, uh, you know, our frozen bait as much as they do fresh, so they figured they would uh, save a few cents and order some frozen. Um, so we've got a big mix, but, uh, yes, we will have plenty of frozen bait for guys not only to fish a tournament with, but we're going to bring the trailer over on Saturday. Um, so as guys are done with weigh-in, if they need to, if they need bait to take home with, them, they can circle back through and get with us and uh, you know get some bait to take back home with them because I know sometimes that's more economical especially for guys that you know only need you know 50 or 100 and don't have the the resources to put together a big load this is a good opportunity for them to be able to get a hold of some bait down there and take home with them absolutely that's a great idea to take your uh, take you some heavy-duty quilts or blankets and and uh, get your skipjack those mice on top of them throw them blankets over them and head out so, yeah, we're, we're going to have that set up on Saturday, guys. Like I said, that way they don't need to buy it during the week, try to hold it in a freezer in their truck, figure out how to keep it plugged in. We want everybody to enjoy themselves down here at this tournament, relax, have a good time. We're going to take care of the bait, let them uh, focus on fishing, and uh, hopefully uh, have a great week down there. Sounds like a lot of fun. Chuck, you or Doc have anything else for Carl this evening? Uh, no, yeah. I, I'm good. I'm, me too. <laughs> All right. 
Carl, we can't thank you enough for taking your time out to spend it with us this evening. Uh, wish you the best of luck with your bait company. I know you'll do just fine, and uh, we're looking to see you guys down at Memphis. Well, thank you guys very much. Appreciate it, Doc. Appreciate it, Chuck, Lyle, um, for the invite to be on here. And uh, I always, always like doing this show. Um, um, you know, I've done it once before. Amanda did it with you guys, and uh, you know, great group of fellows to be involved with. So, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. All right, buddy. We'll we'll see you in Memphis. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. All right, Thanks, Carl. Man, that's a that's a great deal they got going on down there, and. and you can't ask for a better bunch of people that, to deal with. The Carl and that whole crew is just outstanding. I'm very, very thrilled with everything they got going. Uh, Chuck, what have you got else to visit about tonight? Um, not much. You know, the the next thing I'm focused on is the uh, uh, Mississippi River monsters. Um, I just got to make sure, um, you know, I have enough time to to prepare for it. Um. You know, and that's going to be the hard, you know, if I cannot wait to the last minute to start getting things ready, you know, now's the time to start, you know, you know, relining your, your reels if you need it and all that good stuff. So that's what I'm going to be prepared on over the next few weeks. Um, so, when, so when I get down there to, uh, to the whole hotel room in West Memphis, I won't be having to do any stuff like that. I may have to, you know. Put some new leaders on here and there, but, you know, just to have a good time and be ready to fish when I get there. Yep, yep, sounds have, like a plan. Have everything snailed up. There's nothing worse than, uh, you know, getting to an event the night before and having to stay up and, and snail a bunch of knots <laughs> before you go to bed and <laughs> two hours later to fish. You know, you know, we we talk about meeting up down there and all of us getting in the boat and doing a couple of little short videos and different things. You know, I I think that's a great idea if we can make that happen, and and I know we're going to try to do that. Uh, but just the three of us in the boat together is going to be a hoot. We might ought to have somebody just videotape that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got something to bring up to you guys, and and I don't know. I know we're all staying at the same motel down there, and I know they have outside electricity but does anybody know how much they have I have no idea no I didn't I know when I stayed there when I went and picked up my sea art uh, I remember seeing the the posts and all that and I remember a lot of the, you know a lot of people keep triple adapters they take triple adapters and then they just link them up and go from boat to boat to boat till somebody gets them all charged up well, the reason I ask is I know I have a generator and some other guys have generators that we could take down there. George had said that there's going to be uh, people around that all the time to watch over by stuff so nothing to happen to. Of course, if I took my generator down there, I'm going to chain and padlock it to a pole somewhere. But if there's need for that, uh, I guess that'd be a question we need to ask George about, see if we yeah. uh, need to know because mine's got several outlets on it. Uh, and, and them little battery chargers, they don't they don't use a lot of amperage or anything. So uh, no, uh, that'd be good. Jason Malone says he stays up snelling knots because he's too excited to sleep when he gets those tournaments. I can appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Scott Scott Woody wrote on here that he read the Missouri discussing catfish regulations. Do you know any details? Uh, Scott, I have uh, been 
involved with these guys for several years on a several time a month basis and I got a letter from them the other day they're in the middle of doing a study they claim that right now they don't believe that Missouri uh, is needing one but the study will not be complete until 2017 or 2018 so when I think that's the, the post that Brandon made and when he gets back I'll visit with him uh, off his vacation I'll visit with him about uh, who he talked to and all the stuff because uh, you know they made some agreements with some of us that they would do some things and now they're they're back and out uh, and maybe he's got working with the different guys that I am but the ones I've been working with are pretty high up on the total pole so I'm extremely disappointed the fact that they won't get off their butt and and do what they need to do because uh, you know we helped them fight to get them regulations on Lake Ozark and Truman and they need them there regardless of what them clowns over in Clinton say those regulations need to be in place on those lakes. They also need to be on every other big lake in the state, and they need to be on the Mississippi and Missouri River. And if they would put them on that Mississippi River in Missouri, the rest of the states at border will have to follow. It'll make it so much easier if we get one of these northern states to go with that than everybody else to get on board. And we get. And I'm telling you right now, two fish over 34 inches is enough for anybody and it'll take care of all the other stuff. I mean, it'll take care of the guys that's going out there and taking 6,000 pounds a day out. It'll take care of them because two fish over 34 will be worth their time. Then they can go get all the Asian carp that we need gone anyhow. So Missouri needs to get on, on, the, on the job and, and make this happen. Uh, it, write them, uh, send them emails. They have to read emails before they do anything else. And the last time we started sending them emails, they begged us to quit because they get so many emails. They had to do that. They wouldn't get nothing else done all day. And that's the way it should be. Maybe they'll realize how badly that, that we want this, and that's that's what needs to take place. Doc, have you got anything for this evening? And uh, I know you got a tip for us. Yeah, I got a result. Uh... Let me pull it up here. Uh, Cabela's was in Portsmouth, Ohio this past weekend. Uh, first place with Dan Roth and uh, Alex Jenkins. They had 93.66 pounds. Second was Anthony Rains and Susan Susie Vogler, 89.92 pounds. And that was their first tournament that they'd ever fished before. So That's that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool seeing them. Uh, third place was Nick Conway and Scott Vice, 86.86 pounds. They also had the big fish, which was a 44.46 pound blue. And fourth was Willie Smith and Nick Anderson, 86 pounds. Had 40 boats at the tournament. That's pretty good uh, turnout for Portsmouth. Uh, I think they had 25 or 26 last year, if I remember right. That's pretty good, pretty good. So uh, my tip for tonight, um, most everybody carries these, I, I know I carry these real spools on board my boat in case I get spooled by a fish and I got to, you know, put more line on a reel. But one of the things that happens is if you lose this tape that holds that line in place rather than putting a slot in the gear, one of the things you can do is take one of your koozies and it'll fit right down in there <laughs> just like that. 
and it holds, it'll hold that reel and that line will stay right in there. It won't come all unwrapped. So that's Doc's tip for the night. Just using a plain old koozie to hold those reel line, uh, so reel line spools. So I'm guessing you don't have one of these. No, I, I, no, I don't have a koozie that big. <laughs> That's a great tip, Doc, because I tell you, once them, once those, uh, that tape gets on and off three or four times, or if it gets wet, yeah. the next thing you know, you got lying all over the place and tripping and right. falling, and you know, you end up cutting and losing so much of it. So that's a and great it, tip. It grabs it, <laughs> and then you, you can just pull that line right off of there, then, and it doesn't come unravel. So that's a great deal for tying leaders and yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really great. I don't have a whole lot uh, going on. I, I do want to uh, remind everybody um, that uh, the Brunswick tournament on the Missouri River night tournament Kansas City Catfish is putting on will be this Saturday night. You need to be there early uh, afternoon if, uh, to, to get there and get all the specifics. And they've got a bunch of people entered in this, and some of the big dogs are going to be down there in this tournament. So uh, if you're interested in that, get a hold of Brad Kilpatrick or some of the guys. Just uh, type in uh, Brunswick Wildcat Tournament. It'll pop up. It's on our website or on our Facebook page. It's on Kansas City Catfish, uh, Clint Grizzling. A bunch of them guys uh, have got this stuff going on, and, and they're going to have a really good show up there. And uh, I know they got a bunch of rain and uh, above there, but I, only, I think it's only going to affect the Grand River, and that's where we're going to launch and come back in. But the Missouri should be fine, and it ought to be on fire. There ought to be some great fish caught this weekend. There's been, for the last couple of weeks, there's been some really, really good fish uh, caught on that Missouri River, and, and uh, it, it ought to be a blast. So we're looking forward to having a good time. Uh, Alex Nagy had a, a Twisted Cat Outdoor Tournament over the weekend, and uh, they had a really good time up there. I don't have the results from that. I didn't get them roped down, so I'm sorry, Alex. You'll have to remind me to get that stuff done and uh, boys these guys in chat's just eating us alive for some reason we ain't been nothing but nice to them boys uh, three stooges in a boat <laughs> which is which is Mo, Larry and Curly hell Doc and I'll be fighting for Curly's spot I think <laughs> yeah I think so <laughs> oh man! Well, you know what? We're gonna have a good time regardless, and and I think there's gonna be a lot of fish caught down there. Uh, I think a lot of people uh, are a little bit concerned with that river, and like we was talking about before, uh, that river requires respect, especially that far south, because the last dam is in Alton, or between Alton and St. Louis, it's a Lockheed dam. But if you're careful, there's people that fish down there every day in 16-foot John boats, but they pay attention to what they do, and they're careful. Make sure you have a life jacket. Make sure if you have an inflatable life jacket that is armed and the, the stuff is ready to go, uh, that's very important. Uh, have spare anchors. Have spare everything that you've got room to take with you. And, and plan on having a good time and catching some fish because that's just the way it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. There'll be guys anchored up all over that river. There's going to be guys drifting and bouncing all over that place. So find you a spot, get ready to go, and let's catch some fish down there. Anything else, gentlemen? 
Yeah, because George, George has been driving me crazy. I've been watching. I worked all weekend. We had a plant <laughs> shutdown, and then uh, I get on Facebook, and there he is live on there, and he's sitting down there. You know, him and Bill were sitting down there bouncing away. So. Oh, man. Bill caught a pretty nice fish. Yeah, it was nice 30 fish. or 40 pounds the other day. It's a great fish. Uh, I, I'd be happy with, with uh, two just a little bigger than that, which would make our overs, and three just a little smaller than that to make our unders and let everybody try to catch it. Yeah. Oh, uh, Bill was busting George's chops pretty good there, too. So he'd say, <laughs> well, you need to get this boat back in on – along the bank instead of out in the middle of the river. I don't remember who he was talking to, but he was busting oh, pretty good. So. Well, that's cool. I can't imagine how much fun it would be to be in a boat with Bill Nance. I mean, oh, man. Uh, that'd be a blast. That would be a blast. Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the show. And for Chuck Davis and Doc Lang and Carl Morris, Jr., I'm Lyle Stokes, and thank you guys for watching Catfish Weekly.